0: Welcome to the Out of the Basement Podcast, a show where a group of friends get together and talk about a variety of geeky topics. Find out what shows we've been watching, find out what movies we've seen, find out what games we're playing. Come along and join us. We hope you enjoy the show. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Out of the Basement Podcast. My name, as always, is Devin Turak, and today I'm joined by our faithful crew of Patrick Gleason. Hello. Paul Sanders. <laughs> Hello. And Dwayne McKinnon.
1: Greetings.
0: So no Pat Ramsey today. He's currently on the road. Um, we tried hmm. to convince him to just phone and talk while he was driving, but apparently he's um, being cautious. responsible. Yeah, he's let, let's just say he's being cautious. <laughs> yeah, no, no one no. wants to be distracted while
1: driving down the 401 towards Toronto.
0: No,
2: no, no. We yeah. are smart, however, don't want to be. However, I was going to say other drivers.
1: Yeah, I, I I will say that there have been sections on the 401 where I wish I'd been recording a podcast. Yeah. Conversing and swearing. It would have been a far better use of my time than just sitting there moving a few inches every couple of minutes.
0: Uh, I actually so. GM'd an entire session of Star Wars the uh, the Fantasy Flight Games version from my phone over Discord while uh, in the passenger seat driving towards Toronto once. That was fun. Paul, you were on that. Was I? Yeah. Yeah, that was that was our Friday night game that we did with um Oh, with those oh, I, the Bounty Hunter game.
1: I don't yeah. And okay, I cool and i did something similar um i don't think yeah we weren't even using voice chats at the time it was i think it was our big like 100th anniversary thing or whatever i was literally on the phone and somebody i think it was dev was holding their phone up to a microphone to record what I was saying. <laughs> no, no, that, it wouldn't have been the hundredth anniversary or the hundredth episode. Cause uh, that was only like two, yeah. two years ago. Okay. So it was, maybe it was 50. Okay, I don't remember. Um, uh, but yeah, I was on speaker mode and <laughs> yeah, that sounds but yeah. Uh, so yeah. So what have you guys been up to? Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, lots of um, TV shows, which I, for some reason, can't seem to bring up on my phone, although I will talk about um, the, a couple. Um, I watched the David Beckham documentary on Netflix, and it is amazing.
1: You are the footie
0: of the podcast. That's so. true. Uh, but it, he, he's led a very interesting life, and he and uh, Posh together, uh, they make quite the, the power couple, and just learning about their history and how they how, how they met, how they got together, all the stuff they've gone through uh, and, of course, his trials and tribulations in the world of football. I really, really enjoyed it. Yeah, I, I don't know if it's something that would be up everyone's alley, but uh, if, if you're at all interested in this media icon, um, he's, he's led an interesting life. Um, other than that, pretty much uh, just watching the Royals, um, which if, again if you if you like the monarchy <laughs> you, it's really not a, it's not really a sci-fi gaming no fantasy
2: no. sort of thing though well you, it,
0: you... it kind of does in, encompass the um the You're political political aspects of, of stuff that we play in games like pendragon and you yeah, know true. our pendragon campaign did of course take place in the british isles so it's it's at least tangentially fitting
2: oh yeah, sorry, just to, just to bring it, speaking of that, so I guess on my Facebook today, it's like, hey, this, you you had this several years ago, and it was uh, one of the sessions we're doing in <laughs> <and> Penn <laughs> it was like, hey, on this day in back of this, this is what you had, you want to share, like, no, it's okay, but it was, it's like, people did in the past, what are you talking about? Oh, and if you can't hear Paul, that's because he's on a shitty mic, headset.
3: Right, no, it's actually a really expensive headset, it's just, I can't talk loud because yours
2: picks it up! No, but we can't hear you if you speak quietly. They it's because I'm fine. used
3: to not getting picked up on your headset.
0: This would be so much easier if you were just literally in the studio recording.
2: Uh, we, got, we came back just from breakfast. Like I know. We were, we were late, so. Um, I'm going to plug my new laptop into it and see how that goes.
0: So uh, what about you guys? Why, have you been watching any cool shows? Loki. Uh,
1: oh, is the new season of Loki, Loki. out? It is Loki's, Loki. Loki oh. season two is out. I am currently one episode behind. Episode, uh, I think it's three, dropped on Thursday. Oh, okay. So um, I'll, I'll I'll be
0: waiting another six weeks.
1: Yep. Yep. I haven't. <laughs> I haven't seen it yet. But uh, it's been good. It's been good. I'm I'm enjoying uh, that. I really like
0: the first season, so I'm I'm happy to watch the yeah. second.
3: I can't. Yeah. I I just I've given up on uh, Marvel and stuff, so. I kind of want to watch it, but I've also
2: given up on it.
0: So, well, did you at least see the sure. first season?
2: Oh yeah, I watched the first season. Okay. I'm uh, I watched. I bought uh, Fargo the TV series. Okay. Based on the you know, the movie that came out years ago from the Coen Brothers. Yeah, I, I
0: yep. could not stand that movie.
2: Uh, well, it's not just for you. It's, it's it's for you know people who like. <laughs> Sorry, Dev. No, it's actually pretty cool. Standards. Yeah. The um, it's interesting because Billy Bob Thornton's in the first season as this completely brutal, you know, vicious uh, killer, and with uh, Martin Freeman as well. Cool. Or Freeman. Yeah. I like. So it's pretty good. It's it's interesting. Again, it's not up at the normal sci-fi fantasy type thing, but it is interesting seeing some some good acting, good writing going on. Uh, Other than that, uh, well, I rewatched The Rock, Dev.
0: Uh, the movie or the TV show? The movie. Okay. The movie. Yeah,
1: with the you know <laughs> losers. Oh, just, say they yeah, did their just, best.
2: Winners go home and fuck the prom cream.
1: Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh. So Dev, mm-hmm. some good news for you. Um, season two's only six episodes, and episode four was Thursday. Oh, perfect. So, so two more weeks. About about two weeks, and you'll be able to watch all of Loki season two. Excellent. So by the time so, this yeah. episode comes out, I will have already watched it. Yeah. Exactly. And, you and, and you and I can discuss it when you do. Sure. Um, I want to take a quick moment just because I thought uh, this was a really cool guy. Not so much genre, but Richard Roundtree passed away this week. Oh, really? Uh, oh. Who played Shaft. Oh, yes. in right. The, the original... in, the original, yeah. in the original movies. And, and in, uh, in, as
2: Shaft's dad is...
1: Yeah, yeah in the yeah although in the first one he was uncle john <laughs> mm. <laughs> they were being they were being coy yes about it but uh but yeah no richard Browntree passed A uh that's- definitely a trailblazer so that's
2: too bad
3: yeah.
1: had to hear about that
2: yeah
1: yeah but other than loki uh the only thing i've watched lately well i continue to watch the odd episode of grim man i love that show um, and, uh, I tried the first episode of a show called Ragnarok on Netflix. Oh, Ragnarok yes, is that's, that, that's fantastic. I want to watch that one. So, um, no, the no, no. third season recently came
0: out, third or fourth, uh, whatever the latest season yeah, is. Yeah, the
1: third and final. Right. That, that's, I, that's, I haven't
0: seen that yet, but the first two seasons, I was all over when it first came out. I'm, I'm sure I talked about it on an episode mm, did, 20 yes. or 30 episodes ago. <laughs> Who can remember that far back? Um, I was actually also watching. Um, I'm in the middle of watching the show called The Invisible City. Um, it's I want to say either Spanish or Brazilian. It, it's some. It's a foreign show, um, and it takes place and um, it takes place in a uh, in a regular city. But there's like a forest on the outside, and I, I believe there's some sort of mystical or fairy connection in that forest that they they're, that is the invisible thing that they're talking about in Invisible City. I'm, I'm only like two episodes into it so far, so I'm still kind of figuring everything out, but there are definitely some supernatural fairy-like creatures or people in it. So there's this one dude who um, who uh, only has one leg and he has a, a prosthetic leg, and he's actually um, some sort of fairy from folklore um but he's in modern times anyway it's 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 weird and i like weird so i'm watching that um i also did watch this really fucked up show called um boo bitch about a pair of teenager (laughs) teenagers um one of which one of whom dies and uh, comes back as a ghost but everyone (laughs) everyone can see the ghost form and basically just transforms her life from this kind of scared, uh, shy wallflower to the life of the party. Oh, okay. Uh, it's, it's, it's an interesting show, and there's a very weird twist to it that, uh, that you kind of don't see coming.
2: Excuse me, sorry about that.
0: Uh, I haven't
2: done too much, well, the movie stuff, but I've been doing a bunch of other stuff
0: well I, I, uh, if we if we're gonna talk about movies next I, there's one movie I want to talk about it's actually something we just watched last night oh um I'm gotta figure out remember what that what it's actually called now and I'm gonna to have to cut all this stuff out um
1: <laughs> pain something
0: Painkiller? pain pain
1: hustlers pain hustlers Slurs. I've I've heard about that one. I just uh I just saw an article about it. Uh
0: it's it's based on the real life um a real life case about a company that was paying doctors to push their uh pain medication. Um the, the the stars in it are incredible. Like um and of course now I'm drawing a blank on names. Captain America is in it. Chris um, Evans. Yes. For sevens, yep. Damn it, Chuck's wife is not it. Um, uh, really? Yeah, the guy who plays okay. Chuck, his wife, the the, the, the British woman. I, I want to say Kate Beckinsale, but it's definitely Austra- not her.
1: Australian. She's she, she's Australian. Um, and shoot, now you've got me drawing a mental blank on that.
0: No, no, it's, it's it's the girl <laughs> who was in that Tom Cruise movie, uh, Rinse, Repeat.
1: Uh, oh, 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 yeah, no, that's not the, the one tomorrow. who plays Chuck's wife. Yeah. No, um, plays Chuck's wife. Yeah. Um, no, it's it's the, her it's her the guy from
0: The Office's wife. Yeah. God damn it! This is this, this is all going to have to be cut Emily out. Blunt. Emily Blunt. Emily thank Blunt. Thank you. Blunt. Yeah. Emily Blunt plays kind of the main character. Uh, her mom is played by Catherine O'Hara, uh, icon of Canadian television. Uh, so it, it's got an incredible cast. Um, uh, And it's an interesting story, at least. And the fact that it's kind of based on real life is also pretty cool. Um, She basically plays as a um, a ex-stripper, you know, uneducated person who um, has had like kind of weird sales jobs in the past. So she gets brought in to be a farmer rep. Um, uh, Chris Evans is the other main character. He um, is kind of like in charge of um, selling this this company and then this, this product. Um, and, and he actually, uh, I guess the character he's playing never stops, um, selling the product as, uh, list life changing, life altering, uh, pain medication, even though, you know, it's had all of these drastic so effects. So he's doing the ABC. Kind of, yeah, yeah. Always be like, e- even after he's been caught, even after when he's on trial, um, when he's talking to the the police, he he never stops um, talking about how awesome this drug is. It, it's it's actually pretty interesting. <laughs> the movie itself, um, it, it was really good. It was really well done, um, and but it, it's it's such a horrible um, topic that they're talking about because. Yep. Uh, apparently, this really is good medication. Um, it really did have very low um, um, side side effects, do do? basically. Uh, but the the studies that they that they were quoting when they're talking about how low the the side effects are and how low the the rate of um, addiction was was on people who are. Uh, who have a high tolerance to like morphine so for those people it was very effective but then they started mm-hmm. trying to, to make maximize profits they were pushing it to everyone were, and yes. and originally it's it's labeled as a, a cancer medication but then they started trying to maximize profits by pushing it off label and in higher <laughs> and higher doses it's it's basically fentanyl it, it, the, the the product is fentanyl and yeah. all of a sudden people started dying like like a lot, and uh, that's what's when the investigation started, and uh, all of a sudden everyone went to jail. Good movie though. Oh, uh, all right. So no, I've just
2: been doing gaming stuff more.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, we we could talk about games next. Um, yeah.
2: Well, um, <clears throat> movies. Are we oh, talking
0: well, movies? We are. Oh, I mean, oh, okay. I, what what have what have I been doing? Sure.
2: Yeah. So, like me. I mean, we're going um, back and forth. So if you want to talk, to yeah, yeah, about I don't.
3: Game, um, I, was, I, I actually stumbled across on Amazon Prime. I was just looking for something to watch. And it turns out Amazon Prime is carrying every single James Bond movie.
0: Oh, interesting. Yeah. 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 And
3: I I haven't seen half of years. Some of them I hadn't even seen before, you know. And I thought I had seen all of them, but apparently I hadn't. So uh, I've been sort of binge-watching uh, James Bond movies for the last three Guess who his favorite Bond is?
0: I'm
1: gonna yeah, say well, Roger
0: Moore because he's a little know, bit younger than me.
3: Uh, Pierce Brosnan is actually my. Interesting. Yeah, I can, I
1: can, I can see that. I like Brosnan. I like Brosnan so much in the role. He was great. Yeah,
3: he, he brought he brought a certain class to it, and um, that I don't think the other guys really did. Well, Sean
2: did start with until he uh, got. Yeah,
3: targeted. he did too many, and I think he, that's yeah. it, it killed it for him. So he.
2: Yeah, like, after a while, it's like, fuck it, dead. what do I care? And better than Roger Mordo, like we said like last night, there's the one, live and let die. Like, yeah. that's, I love
3: that some... I mean, I think they all did a good job, but I think at a certain point yeah. they all got
1: yeah. the, tired of it. The, the earlier, oh. well, the, the thing with the more ones is that they got silly. Yeah, yes. they did. yeah I mean, like, you know, the early ones, um, you know, live and let die you only live twice those well, are live fantastic
2: die, live and let die was his eighth one though like that was that was well into his career that, no they
1: did no, they no, did no. get
2: they did get kind of silly I'm not why
1: they yeah. did. you know um you know
3: it just i i was watching just, some of them and i i'm like yeah I, like now, Sean Sean Connery's character, he would just like look at a girl and she'd literally drop her pen. So I was like, I'm like, this is getting ridiculous. Like Pierce Brosnan, he, I mean,
1: yeah,
3: the same well, thing kind of happened with him, the, but he, he he like did it with class. Yeah. But and, you know, and, what? The,
1: and the funny thing is, is that even in the '60s ones, the '60s and '70s ones, mm-hmm. they had actually dialed down the misogyny. Yeah, from from the actual books. Yeah. I picked I picked up the original Fleming novels, um, because uh, until the recent copyright shift, uh, they were um, Canada was uh, Life plus fifty and so all of Fleming's works are public domain in Canada. Anyone yes. can package them up. So someone packaged them up in a nice little collection. They were selling for five bucks on uh, Oh nice on kobo yeah so i figured okay you know uh, fine so i picked him up i actually did not finish the first novel they're it that bad. Just, it was just such a hard read mm-hmm. and yeah. uh bond is not a likable character no he's perfect <laughs> for, for is, what they they saw as a man, it's what they thought it was a man's man back in those days
2: but it's like yeah yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah no um yeah, uh, very much a product of their time. Yeah, no, um, sorry,
2: uh, you're yeah. you're right, uh, Dwayne. It was the eighth James Bond movie, but it was early in uh, in Roger Moore's career. Yeah, yeah. Levin Let Die. I like, I liked it because it was it was more grounded. It wasn't the silliness yeah. that, that some of the stuff happened.
1: Yep. Yeah. Now, um, my my personal favorites, like, uh, I loved the Dalton films, the two. <laughs> Dalton films. I wish that Did, given circumstances circumstances had al- had allowed him to do it more. It was yeah. just that uh, there was such a gap in production mm. between um, *License to Kill* and *GoldenEye* yeah. that uh, you know, Dalton well, problem- Dalton exercised a clause to get out of his contract, yeah. basically.
2: Yeah, the problem also is yeah. they they really wanted they wanted Pierce Brosnan before. Like, I didn't mind Timothy Zalton. I thought he did a good job as well. But it's like I know they they wanted more Pierce Brosnan before, but he got screwed screwed over by Remington Steele for not being allowed to do
1: yep. the movies. And in a, in a way, I think it worked out for the best. Mm-hmm. Um, Brosnan doing Golden Eye in '95. Oh, Even very. Evil. I think. Was a better fit for the role than okay. Brosnan taking over the role in '87.
2: Yes, uh, yeah, yeah, with, even a lot younger.
1: With *Living Daylights*. Yeah. I th- I think I think that eight years, helped. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: See, this is it. We're both like, because um, Daniel Craig is okay, but I don't feel him as like truly James Bond.
0: Uh, no, he's, I actually I can't
2: stand every single of this film.
0: Yeah, the the problem with Daniel Craig is he's more like street. He's more um, yeah like Cockney and not posh the way you you expect See, James Bond. And, and it to
2: be. worked for the first one, like yeah. the first Casino Royale. I thought it well, worked because... yeah, because it was the remake of the original.
3: And
0: well, was also to be the
2: first one wasn't it? Yeah, exactly. It's also he's not the 007 yet. Yeah, he's, he's still yeah, the yeah, he's rough an and tough. And he's like, okay, now you're supposed to be more James Bond, but he never actually he changed. never yeah he never, he never progressed.
3: He never grew as the character. To yeah. be the character that everybody expects James to be. We're still this rough, tough, not mm-hmm. posh, not, you know, yeah. regal kind of character that James Bond is supposed to be.
0: So, no, it sounds like we should do a review of the clones of Casino Royale. Uh, the
2: problem is there's also another uh, one, which was problem, by Larry yeah, Niven, the, or David Niven.
1: Uh, uh, the problem with doing a review of the clones of Casino Royale was that they took advantage of an opportunity License to do a room. spoof yeah like the original casino royale is a spoof mm-hmm. of james bond films oh I see. it's not actually a james bond film no um you know uh and, and
2: it's uh, yeah it's a comedy spoof it's not um it's imagine it like peter sellers did a, a james bond okay right yeah. so well
1: i mean it, like you you have woody allen in that film <laughs> yeah. playing a version of Bond. Okay. Yeah. It's... it's yeah.
2: For a comedy, when it, at the time, you know, making fun of the James Bond stuff, it was okay. But it's not a James Bond movie. Right? Okay. Yeah. So,
1: it, I got you. Yeah. So... So it mentions that the two non-Eon films, namely Casino Royale and Never Say Never Again, actually combined... Brought in over 200 million, or what would be approximately 870 million in 2020 dollars. They were successful. <laughs> there is, there is no denying that. It just you know, uh, Casino Royale brought in 44.4 4 million back in 1967. She's that would seldom. be the equivalent of a 260 million box office as of 2005. Plus, <laughs> it know? didn't cost that it, much.
2: Money. It didn't cost anywhere near that to make. No, it, it
1: did Yeah, you know, and uh, Connery's Never Say Never Again brought in 160 million in 1983, which adjusted to 2005, which is what I'm going with because hey, that's Wikipedia. Um, <laughs> you know, 314 million. You know so people came out to see connery as bond again yes. yeah but um but no, yeah but no what i liked about like i actually found craig similar to uh dalton in some ways dalton's bond had that hard edge but the difference was there were a number of times where Dalton's Bond turned on the charm. Yeah, see that was it. Like he, and and Craig's Bond
2: completely lacking.
1: Never really did.
2: No, like you could believe Timothy Dalton that like, yeah, he had the heritage, but you could also believe him when he turned on the the James Bond charm. That yes, this guy could be suave yeah. and debonair. And...
1: Yeah, but I don't know whether that's a failure of Craig's performance. Or if it's a failure of the directors mm. to bring out that performance, having seen Craig in other things, I don't think it's a failure on Daniel Craig's part. I think no. it's a failure of the, the directing, the directing, and even perhaps the writing to bring out that aspect of the character. Yeah, but it's
3: uh, also. Um, it also comes to when they're they're doing filming of that like time period like the way the way the world is now and not yeah. can't but it it, it people yes, there, it seems to be yeah, people don't want to see that kind of stuff anymore.
1: The, that's you know? true Politic- politically I that's mean,
3: the way that everything seems to be going yeah, today, so. but
1: but there are opportunities um, to bring on the charm mm-hmm. without being Misogyny. sleazy. Misogyny, yeah. 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 No, I, I get yeah. that, but like, I, it feels but, like everybody's
3: yeah. so afraid of yeah. public blacklash but, that they're not yeah. even risking it, right?
1: I mean, like, if, if you look back to my favorite of the two uh, Dalton films, namely um, License to Kill, mm-hmm. and that, um, Dalton is actually at his most charming in that film when he's dealing with Robert Dabby's drug lord. Yeah. You know? Like, you know, yes, he's also charming with the with the two ladies in the film and everything. But he is definitely, you know, laying it on with mm-hmm. the with the main antagonist. Yeah. And stuff. You know? And there were opportunities for some Bond charm in the Craig films, especially uh, Casino Royale. Yes. I mean, you know, the, they the built poker. up, they, they well, they built up an entire relationship <coughs> with Vesper Lind, and, but I never got the sense that he was particular, you know, that he was particularly charming with Vesper Lind. No. To be, well, they- to be honest, you know, I finished that film you know, yes, they've been through a lot together and they relied on each other and everything like that, but I never really got a sense as to why she got interested in the guy in the first place.
2: <laughs> well, and, and also to, <laughs> to, to go with the License to Kill, during the, the game, the actual poker game, that would have been a good chance to lay on the charm, right? The suave charm yeah. in, in yeah. that uh, game.
1: I think, I think you mean Casino Royale.
2: Casino Royale, sorry, yeah, Casino Royale, yes. yeah. But no, like yeah. you said, with the Dalton and uh, Davi in License to Kill, Right, like there yeah. would have been a good inter- in the Dalton one did it well for that that interaction between those two characters with the suave charm, and during that say in um, Casino Royale they had a chance during the the, the poker game to sort of turn that on, but it never never did, right? Yep.
1: Yeah. But yeah, but um, no, I God. still haven't seen. I do mean I do need to see uh, the last one, No Time to Die. Yeah. I've been wanting to see it. I haven't seen it. Uh, so sorry paul did you say they're all on amazon prime um yeah
3: as far as i can tell i don't there. know what the last
1: one is or not it's um... really
3: hard to search for them i found the most success if like if you know the titles you can find them that way but if you just trying to do a general um type in 007 best way like if you type in james bond them will show up
2: uh you can buy it uh, at the cur- current time, No Time to Die is not available. It's oh, on yeah, Prime, but the, it's the newest, can... the, yeah, the newest, mm-hmm. um, the newest one. Yeah, we found yeah, out. So, yeah, but, I mean... it, it, if you do a search for James <laughs> Bond, it finds some. If you do a search for Double O Seven, it finds some other ones. But it didn't find Live and Let Die on either of those mean, searches.
3: Mean, yeah, we had to type it in per I specific. It was, so it might be. It depends, don't have a yeah. So, so
1: But um, I'm going to actually have to start taking off in, like, a couple of minutes, guys. Um, To be honest, I haven't been up to a lot the past while. A little bit of TV. uh, Haven't been out to the movies. Really want to go see the Marvels, though. The more I I see stuff from that film, um, the more I'm looking forward to that. Uh, You know, and I'm hoping... um, Pat, I'll let you know. I'm hoping I'll get out tomorrow Okay. to okay. Uh, yeah. to the convention, but yeah. I am still not positive on that point. So I will let no you worries. know, because uh, I'd like to sync up if, yeah, if, uh, if I do end up going.
2: Like, I figured it's a good thing to, to go out and just, you know, smooth and I just want to check it out see. I've never been to it before, so I want to see what it's yeah. like.
1: Yeah, they've got some local comic professionals um, mm-hmm. An acquaintance of mine, Mark Shainblum, he's going to be there uh, with a couple of other like local to Ottawa folks, uh, so that'll be interesting. Uh, I but hear most... interview opportunities, what I hear. <laughs> yeah, but most, well, I've been meaning to do an interview with Mark for ages now, it just never seems to come together, uh, but he is local and he's expressed a willingness to like sit down just about anywhere, so I'm hoping... One of these days, to actually like get him out to the studio and uh, do the interview there. Yeah, yeah that'd be because great. this this guy has, like, he has been in the Canadian comic scene for decades. Cool. He knows he knows everybody. Yeah. So um, I think he'll be a I think he'll be a great guy to talk to. Yep. Just need to actually get around to doing that. But we'll we'll be seeing him uh, tomorrow if we if I make it out there. Okay. Perfect. Uh. Anyways, so yeah, I'm gonna drop off. Um, hate to be doing this for like I think the third podcast in a <laughs> row, but uh, hey, life, life comes up. My, on my, life stuff, my right? time management apparently has been poor lately. <laughs> uh, anyways, good talking to you guys, and we'll talk good. soon. Sounds
2: good. Take care, everybody. Bye. So,
1: yeah,
2: I haven't been doing too too much, but um, so you know, Dev, I did the interviews with uh, Shane Hensley, right? Yes. Savage Worlds. So I'm I, I'm hoping to get some more interviews from there. But also, they had a thing called uh, Hallor, Hallowe- Halloween. Um, Savage Worlds was there's a whole bunch of people doing um, mini games for the whole weekend, and I took part in one yesterday called Hauler, uh, <clears throat> which is based on a new system from Tim Early, Early who I also interviewed on our YouTube channel. Uh, It's basically the Appalachians in the 1920s. So, you know, when the big companies are are running things and you're working for the company, you get paid in company script. You can buy stuff from the company store with the company script. Uh, And it's all about, you know, the exploitation of the resources. Mm -hmm. Hey, wow, in the 1920s and the 2020s, it hasn't changed much, has it? Uh, (laughs) But basically it was sort of a... Mm -hmm. A, a one shot of that where we were doing an adventure and it went well it was, a, it was a lot of fun I was playing a French-Canadian locker in the Appalachians so I was trying to do a French-Canadian hillbilly accent <laughs> okay <laughs> So it was, sometimes I did it's so like there's one guy who's a moonshiner he's like hey I got some shine for you and I'm like you know what goes good with that some cereal uh, with maple there <laughs> <laughs> So it was fun. Uh, today I'm doing one. You'll appreciate this one. Uh, plays homage to... It's called Boomstick. Is okay. what the adventure is called. Plays homage to the horror comedy Evil Dead, Todd in the book of Pure Evil and stuff like that. Okay. Your heavy metal garage band is the last line of defense when a demon from the underworld and its legion of dead things terrorize your local town. Interesting. I, I got to give that a try. It's like... Um, and then on oh, I'm going back and forth here I know but uh, just because yesterday I had a discount at uh, chapters and I picked up Star Wars villainous game
1: oh
0: I haven't even heard of it
2: yeah it's so this is it's a it's a board game for two to four players uh, you pick a Star Wars villain
1: and you're trying to use your influence and
2: abilities to to make yourself you know um, the big guy. So the characters, though, are Darth Vader, General Grievous, Moff Gideon, Kylo Ren, and Asaji Ventress. Asajj ah, old Ventress. Asajj Ventress. Okay. So I picked it up. So I'm hoping that uh, Paul and I and we'll be able to give it a, a shot sometime. Cool. To put that up there. I've uh, been doing the playthrough for a citadel of bureaucracy <laughs> yeah. and not doing well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you had you have
0: to restart three times or twice so far?
2: Three times now. Three, yeah. Three times three times. It was like <sighs> it just gets the first one though, I didn't even get to any meeting. Right. You know, the second one I died on the train. <laughs> the third one, I I ran into one of those people that just is so brutal that, you know, it's it sucks your will to live out. Right and so then that's what happened i'm like i'm out of here i'm, I'm done i'm just walking away it's like, oh. uh the problem well, it's because it's based on your how well you roll to start right. with right because there's your skill your luck and your stamina and it's a d6 plus six for luck and stamina uh, for luck and skill and then um so when you're rolling your skill it's similar to other games like it's you're rolling two dice at your add your level versus their two dice plus their level mm-hmm. And I had a low skill. I was up against someone who had the same skill as me. So basically it was 2d6 versus 2d6. And every time, like, you're supposed to roll them first, then me. Every time I rolled, they were always beating me. Like, I had almost double the stamina. But they beat me just because I couldn't roll well on my 2d6. Right. It was like, oh, they get an 8. I get a 7. They get a 10. Uh, it's like, oh. <laughs> it was so it was sort of like real life of like I cannot win this. Yeah. This this one is just drawing me down <laughs> so
0: bad. That that was always kind of the issue with those fighting fantasy games. Uh, I think um, in the end um, I gave up trying to make it a fair fight and just maxed my uh, all my stats. That's
2: that's what I did this time around <laughs> for the third for the for the next playthrough. Was like I'm like you know what? Screw it. No, I'm I'm giving myself almost max yeah. of skill and luck just because otherwise it's I, I can't do it because I, I, I want to get to the end although the the, the third playthrough I I had enough merit to barely succeed so I, I you know government level I recognize like I passed my performance review just he's <laughs> adequate I'm like yay I'm adequate
0: <laughs> and sometimes that's enough
2: and sometimes that's enough. I mean, I didn't make it. I didn't get to lunch, and I'm like, I'm done for the day. But you know, I did. I was barely adequate enough to be recognized.
0: So the real question is: Are you enjoying this playthrough? Like, is it a, is it a good book?
2: It is actually, yeah. It's well, okay. It helps if you have the cynical view of the government, right? And bureaucracy, as you're, you know, like you, you're like, it's tongue-in-cheek um, playthrough of bureaucracy. So as long as you go through with that idea and, and not, don't take it too seriously. Well, the same as the fighting fantasy stuff, right? Mm-hmm. But you're definitely not, anyone who's in the government or worked with it knows the bureaucracy and has met people similar to like that. Like there's one where you first go in the building and there's three people smoking outside right by the no smoking sign, <laughs> right? And you're like, like, what do you do? Do you, do you, you know, glare at them? Do you give them the what for? And, and of course, anyone who's done this knows there's no point, Yeah. right? Like talking to them is a waste of time um so yeah i'm enjoying it it's also good because the uh, the writer jd mitchell uh he's watching my playthrough either live um which he tries to do or him and his wife watch it the next day right uh and his comments are he's like (laughs) he's like he's he's enjoying watching me struggle
0: all right so what's what's the plan once you actually finalize your playthrough of the game um are uh, you, gonna, are you gonna gotta, going to keep going with other types of um i
2: think i might try that okay i might try doing other other sort of other playthroughs of different uh either funny fantasy or other sort of stuff like okay in that case ones.
0: i'm going to get to you a book that i received as a um uh in my swag bag at adepticon three or four years ago it's yeah. a 40k themed choose your own adventure
2: oh really i'll, I'll do that yeah i'll do that no so problem. that yeah.
0: that sounds perfect for this
2: yeah, and like I said, it's simple. Like it's only an hour and a bit each time, mm-hmm. just because, you know, you don't want to go too long. In the well, I mean, it would take it three. It doesn't hours.
3: sound like that's an issue.
2: Yeah. Die. So. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I think it's it'd be, it'd be fun to do. Yeah. Cool. Uh, have you, um, role playing while obviously doing the uh, paladin, which someone missed again.
0: Yeah. Well, I was kind of out of town, and I'm going to talk about that in not only this podcast, but there's a whole other podcast coming out in like maybe a week or two that's going to deal all about uh, what happened at the CottageCon.
2: Cool, cool, cool. Um, Well, we'll let you go in a second there, Dev. Let me finish off my stuff and then you you can go. Uh, So the Paladin went well. We're um, having interesting things happen. You'll have to I won't say more until you can. Hopefully, you can join in for the next one.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna have like ten years of catch up to do first. I the think.
2: best one is actually just play your son. Yeah, I think so. It's just easier because you're at the point of now. You're rolling. You're gonna be rolling for age, even in the non-playing years.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: You're gonna have to roll for age rolls every time. Yep. Uh, so just play your son. <clears throat> He's old enough now to do it. Um, my Game of Thrones went well. So the background was I was have I had uh, the. The house set up right and i had npcs there and i had storylines for some of the npcs right uh one was a young female who was being the ward to them she was actually the half uh, the bastard daughter of the head of the household the, the guy in charge right then one of the players like oh i want to be a bastard child too and i'm going to be part of the family so i'm like okay so you're a bastard child as well with another and you're a male a young male and there's a young attractive female who's also but no one admits that you're related.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And of course, what does a player do? He starts making the moves on the female. Right. And you know, she's like a 16-year-old girl who's, "Ooh, you're so exciting!" Because she doesn't <laughs> know, right? They eventually get married without telling the parents. Awesome. Yeah. So of course, when they go back to the family, they're like, "Hey, did you see my wife? Uh, what did you
0: do?" <laughs> did you mean <be> your half sister?
2: <laughs> yeah. So that that eventually came out. And it's like a screen match. I thought, what you? you know, So the dad offered the player, that bastard, like, like, oh, you t- tell you what, you you deny the wedding. Well, you can't deny the marriage, but you, 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 you cancel it. You say she's nuts, she's blah, blah, blah. And I'll make you a recognized member of the family. And without hesitation, the player's like, okay.
0: <laughs> wow, like, so much for that romance that you just like, the last like, well, two or three exactly, episodes building up.
2: Exactly, it's like there's a whole bunch of stuff where they're back and forth doing favors for this and all this and stuff, and it's like I'll give you my name, okay
0: <laughs> Well, that, that actually is a pretty big deal.
2: That, that is what well, it is, it is, but it was just like no hesitation, no nothing, yep And then, but then to break the news to the the
0: wife, half-sister
2: yeah the so two other wife? players Two other players are like Hey we should go for a, t- a walk And they're purposely telling me So we're taking her by There's some cliffs around our place
0: Oh Jesus yes. Christ Yes <laughs>
2: Okay so it's night time And we're just going to take her You know for a walk To talk to her by the cliffs And they're Like building up to her The Oh you 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 did this You slept with him to take his name Your you're half-blooded Brother and sister Like all this stuff Just to keep Hammering her And bringing this poor girl's ego To like nothingness and they're they're getting ready to see how she reacts to you know maybe help her along Mm -hmm. but in the end she i rolled she decides to do the dive off the cliff to you know because of all the 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 horror what she did wow but they were ready to throw her off the cliff
0: of course (laughs) and
2: it's like you know you guys were playing game of thrones really well (laughs) (laughs) you know So yeah, it's it's been it's been fun like that sort of stuff. Is this where you're like, okay players, what did you just do? And now of course now I'm trying to catch up like how to, you know, because she came from another family mm. in Dorne, who's you know not the highest, but again it's they're still family, and like you have to tell her that not only was her daughter dead, she got married, then committed suicide in a really strange way. <laughs> it's like there's gonna be after effects for this.
0: Well maybe you so. just don't mention the married part.
2: Well, it happened in King's Landing.
0: Oh, Jesus. Okay, so there's, there's record of it. Yeah, that. it's
2: really hard to deny gotcha, that sort gotcha. of wedding. Like, you know, it didn't happen in front of the king, but it happened at, you know, high enough level that people knew it happened. Right. So, yeah. I mean, no one's going to admit that they're a half-brother, half-sister. Like, they're not going to admit that. Right. But it's still the fact that, okay, well, she was a noble d- woman's daughter mm-hmm. who got married and then died.
0: Like, very soon afterwards. Exactly.
2: Like, came came home from the wedding and then committed suicide. Hmm. Yeah. And, and you know, the Martells in Game of Thrones, they're still a little upset at the Lannisters for having, you know, their daughter and grandkids killed. Right. So, yeah. So, it'll, it'll be interesting. So, it, it's been fun,
0: though. So, where in the timeline does so this... So, it takes
2: place one year before... Uh, books and in the TV series okay. starts, like before okay. Ned Stark gets killed. Okay. Now they're actually at the fall. Uh, so the previous um, hand, J- John, he's been sick, right? Oh, it's weird. He's been sick for a while because, you know, she's, he's been poisoned, right? But mm-hmm. they don't know that yet. Uh, so they have a few more sessions before hey, it's a tournament again, and oh, Ned Stark shows up and he gets given the hand. And then things start going to shit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, so they're so- trying to John Aaron was the husband of the lady from the Veil? Vale?
2: That's correct. Yes. Yeah, okay. yeah the one that uh, she poisoned for Littlefinger. Right. Oh, sorry. Spoilers for people for a ten-year-old show now, <laughs> and even much longer book. Yeah. But again, like I said, they're the way they're acting fits perfectly. Yeah. In...
0: <laughs> yeah, it's 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 almost as if they'd studied that TV show before playing the game.
2: Wow! Go figure, eh? <laughs> It's strange. it's strange. So, yeah, but like I said, it's 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 a challenge for the GM, um, but I like it. And I mean, and yes, what the, some of the events are in Game of Thrones will still happen just because they're such big milestones. Mm-hmm. Uh, like Ned Stark is still going to accept the hand; he'll still get killed. But it'll be interesting for when, because um, in the first season, Ned Stark sends troops to go after uh, the mountain. Cragor, because he's doing these these killing uh, villagers and stuff right? right well that'll still happen uh, but since the house that the PC house is relay is connected to the Lannisters how do they react to this right right and that can will change things for down down the line further on too so cool. uh, Paul hasn't been doing very much role playing he's been doing Baldur's Gate but, Dev, I want to hear your stuff.
0: Um, well, actually, to really hear the details about what happened during CottageCon, you really do have to listen to the next episode. Uh, episode um, 127, I guess, if this one's going to be 126. Although, I actually might release that one before this one gets released. So, maybe look at look for 126. Um, that'll be the CottageCon episode. Oh, okay. So, the, the weekend... Went amazingly well. Um, it's, just, it's the first time the five of us who had been on various Geek Nation tour trips in some combination in the past. It's the first time all five of us were together in the same place at the same time. So, and um, most of us hadn't seen each other for at least you know pre-pandemic at the at the very least. Yeah. Uh, so we like I said we rented this cottage out in the Finger Lakes region of um, up upstate New York. Um, beautiful property. Um, amazing view from the, the, the veranda, um, it's all in wine country. So they're all vineyards and stuff all over the place. Um, nice. quiet little sleepy village that we were staying in or just outside of. So the, the, the area was fantastic. The view was fantastic. It was a little chilly, uh, cause it's, you know, we're in October and it's, uh, it's starting to get into mm-hmm. late fall.
2: No swimming in the,
0: in the lake. Then. We, yeah, we did not get a chance to swim in the lake. Although the lake wasn't really close anyway, it would have been, uh, it would have been a downhill walk. But it would have been like yeah. at least a good thirty minute walk just to get to the lake. So that's uh, that's okay. We 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 didn't really miss out. Uh, but we did play a ton of games. Uh, so one of the games we played, um, uh, one of the guys uh, is the host of Man Battle Stations, a podcast that deals with naval and space warfare. Uh, so he is a huge Battlefleet Gothic fan, he custom printed and uh, painted for us um, chapter-specific uh, fleets for each of our uh, the chapters we normally um, play. Uh, and he also created a, uh, a Tau Force for us to fight against, and a giant uh, collection of Orc ships for us to fight against, which we didn't know about at the beginning of the, of the battle. And the the three of us who were space Marine players all kind of worked together. Uh, the one player who was a Tau player, he was with the the Tau NPC, um, and his his secret objective was to ke- keep keep the, uh, the the planetary. Um, uh, station and the shit that the tau training ship safe while mm. we basically came in and just wrecked house uh it was a fantastic it was my first experience with battlefleet gothic on the table the only other experience i've had with battlefleet gothic has been uh the the bfg video game that um that came out maybe eight or ten years ago at this point um okay, which yeah. is a rts game so it's real time strategy it doesn't at all capture the the um the turn-based nature of battlefleet gothic but it does deal with you know doing broadsides um being um having taking time to do turns because of um how fast your ship is moving that sort of thing um so so that was an amazing game like basically if you've played um uh, x-wing you kind of know basically how the game's going to work except you're dealing with d6s um, and you're you know trying to trying to hit a certain target number on the number of d sixes that you're rolling, uh, based on the armor value of your opponent. So very similar to if you've ever played 40k, your um, your your weapon skill, ballistic skill, that that type of thing, that kind of transfers over. There's a lot of similarity between the games. Uh, in addition to Battlefield Gothic, we played a bunch of board games, including Lords of Waterdeep, uh, and everyone loved Lords of Waterdeep so much that one of the guys was ordering the 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 game between the first game that we finished and the second game that we started and by the time he got home it was waiting for him in his driveway <laughs> um and then we also played two role-playing games throughout the weekend uh one uh my buddy joe was running a one shot of D fifth ed where uh it was a horror themed um scenario where basically like a cabin a, a haunted cabin in the woods scenario so that was very cool. And then I ran a Top Secret SI game because everyone had been yes. talking about how, how much they wanted to play something like, um, uh, not, not necessarily swashbuckling, but like intrigue or, uh, or spies. So I, I put together this spy thriller. Actually, it's a published adventure called High Stakes Gamble. That was one of the, the only box sets that they put out for, for Top Secret SI. Uh, where it, and it takes place in Monaco during Grand Prix weekend. Of course, because the the players are the players, the preamble took so long that all we ever got to do was get to Monaco. <laughs> so they haven't actually gone into the adventure at all. They only did the, like the, the the prelude, basically to yeah, the, the full adventure.
2: It, right, as I was telling um, Paul for the the one yesterday where I was playing the the, the French Canadian hillbilly. Right. Mm-hmm. Again, you you had it for like five uh, four hours, four or five hours. Right. So it's like we're supposed to get stuff done right away. We started role-playing so much with our characters because there's a moonshiner, with an old granny and stuff like that. So right. we're just having fun role-playing this stuff, right? And the poor GM's like, okay, so uh, who, where do you guys go to? <laughs> well, it's... A...
0: <laughs> Listen, I have not finished my conversation with this man, with this exactly. fellow. <laughs>
2: so, so it, but those are fun, right? You, you yeah. don't want to penalize the player. No, before. not at all.
0: Not at all. I, I loved like, it.
2: Like, yeah, it's like, okay, they're taking longer, but they're, they're role-playing the whole thing mm-hmm. which is what you want to see right yeah definitely. So are you guys gonna click can, can you continue that online or you uh yeah
0: so years? so the the group that i did this with is my normal thursday night gaming group and our uh the the long-term dnd module scenario book whatever that uh, the gm is putting us through that has kind of hit a um uh, not an endpoint, but a a, a place where we can take a break. So I think we're going to s- quickly switch over, finish off this one shot w- in Monaco over the next maybe two or three weeks, and then switch back to D&D uh, the following weeks after that.
2: Well, it makes sense. Cause now it's still fresh in people's minds. Yeah. You you don't want to do the, okay, so next year we'll continue
0: the mission. And will be like, what? We have to do it. Well, it's it's getting close to, it's all, all, almost already November. And by the time this comes out, it could possibly be close to December. So it yeah. really would be next year that we'd be looking at at that point.
2: Yeah, it is, it's sort of like those TV shows. You're like, okay, we have to do the recap for a whole year? <laughs> 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 We're like, what, wait, what happened? What?" Yeah. Um, Oh, speaking of uh, box sets, I forgot Mm -hmm. to mention. So, you know Modiphius and Dune, right? Yes. I bought the box set, I I told you this before, but I'm mentioning for the podcast. Mm -hmm. I bought the Dune uh, set for the Atreides, or sorry, the Arrakis campaign set. Okay. Which is where, instead of the Atreides going to Dune, your family and house gets a takeover from the Harkonnens. Right. So it's a beautiful box set. Like they put a lot of work into the design of it, the layout, and the, the, you know the campaign itself. So, but it's it just looks beautiful. Like it's so well done. Uh, it's worth the price. Um, if you can, if you are interested in Dune, I, I recommend it. Uh, like I said, it makes it interesting because instead of having you know Polity, these the futuristic. Jesus of space you have a guy who's like you're just normal people right how do you survive the Harkonnens then
0: yeah that's an excellent question yeah
2: so are uh, you're going to Adepticon Dev I am
0: going to Adepticon this year yes
2: I, people are like well, you are talking Adepticon well it's only like five months away now
0: true we're getting pretty close and I'm getting so, pretty close to the point where I have to pay up the uh the the remainder of my due for the, for the tour. Uh, something I haven't had to do. Well, it's something I haven't had to do in like seven or eight years because yeah, I was sudden, getting yeah. the trip for free uh, because of my work with the Freebooters Network. Um, well, that is, that's ended now, so... Uh. It's, well, it's, a, it's a lot of money. Now you're
2: running the Freebooters Network.
0: True. And actually, um, I need to talk to you guys about it. I'm actually considering shutting down the Freebooters Network at this point. Um, was, there's really only one show, two shows that are that are still going strong. The rest, even though they no. talk about still having episodes, like I haven't heard it. Uh, my buddy Andy, who runs um, uh, uh, Man Battle Stations, also does Exploding Dice Radio for 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 the network which is an offshoot that, that deals with um the the games that spartan games had put out mm. but there, there's been no real releases for that so he hasn't really done an episode in a year um oh. really it's anonymous tabletop is the only ones that are still going strong Active. and i'm i figure we'll just bring them into ootb and and just have them join our family instead
2: that makes that makes a lot of sense actually yeah i mean, I mean like you said, if you there's nothing's happening in the rest of the stuff it's like well we're active. They're active.
0: Yeah, exactly. So, so we'll just keep going, and, not, and that way we don't have to double up on uh, site hosting. We don't have to double up on um, on episode like uh, uh, file hosting either. So mm-hmm. that that'll save a lot of um, headache in the in the long run.
2: Yeah, and uh, oh, because also another convention that's coming up. Well after
0: Adaptive
2: come on. Mm. his uh, canadian tabletop championship
0: yep where of course um, we'll be front and center once again front and center yep
2: and we're gonna be running uh, meat grinder um i'm so exci-
0: i'm so excited about the meat grinder but really it's our dice. it's oh, it's, it's gonna have to we're really gonna have to talk to uh, and sell it up the uh the the coolness of the meat grinder to oh, the yes, people yes. because it's it's hard to get people who have put that much effort into putting together their, their painted miniatures Painting. to risk their lives. <laughs>
2: yes. Well, that's just it. We're going to tell them like, this is where we're, we're going to be talking with them. So the plan with Joe is we're open to have an area nearby for people. I'm going to try and talk to a bunch of game stores and get some, either use or whatever, just some miniatures we can offer them. Right, so they can I do believe, a little paint
0: and, uh, paint and pluck? Or, yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, exactly. So Boutique FTP, I think, is willing to help us out. Cool. Uh, so there'll be an area where you, if you don't want to risk your own model, that's fine, we understand, but there'll be a place you can buy a miniature. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, these are all mostly for, this stuff will mostly be for charity as well. So. Right. And then an area where you can go paint it quickly to offer it in, <coughs> sorry, to offer it in for the meat grinder. But mm-hmm. yes, the, the idea is, we're going to be live streaming the meat grinder events as well, just so people can see. It's it's for the fun. We're not going to have a camera on the on the miniatures themselves because the miniatures are not. That, that's the Warhammer 40k battles and all those other ones. Right. The meat grinder is people having fun, dissing each other, throwing the dice, mm. having a good time. Uh, Baron of Dice gave us a, a discount, <laughs> even though when you put it in the American price, it's not that much of a discount. Right. But anyway uh we should be getting that they're they're engraved and been shipped so hopefully today or even i might have them or early next week okay. we'll in our hands cool and then figure that out so keep more uh attention here guys for Canadian tabletop championship check out the, the youtube videos we have done where we started doing advertisements for ctc i'll be planning to go around to a lot of the game stores in the next little while to start promoting Not just TTC, but out of the basement and meat grinder.
0: Okay.
2: And then see if anyone's willing to help out. You know, like donate some paint, some paintbrush, like donate just small stuff. Mm -hmm. So we can have a big area set aside. It's like okay, you know. And also again for the kids, here's some minis that are donated. Here's some paint. Have fun. Sure. You know, you want your polka dotted. You know blood letter of corn go ahead
0: <laughs> well i don't yeah. think anyone's going to be doing that kind of uh, high scale model it'd be more no. like here here's a bones reaper mini or a reaper bones minis yeah. that cost three dollars and and yeah, exactly. go ahead and yeah. uh, and paint it however you want and then yeah. toss it into the grinder yeah
2: so i'm really looking forward to that though it's it's gonna it's gonna be it's gonna be exciting
0: mm-hmm.
2: um i got also we gotta talk to northern uh gaming Nights. Uh, for they're doing, they're going to be hosting, uh, live streaming the Warhammer 40 k events during CTC. Okay. Uh, so they'll be, we'll just be doing a feed to them here and there. Okay. Uh, but the plan is eventually to, like I said, have them come in while we'll we take our break. To have, so it's not just, uh, you know, us streaming the game. We still want to have people coming in and in podcasting.
1: Right. So. Cool.
2: That's that's it for my my plug for CTC. <laughs>
0: Uh, there's only one other thing I wanted to talk about, and I'll probably have to kind of cut and paste and rearrange this to put it back to, into the um, current stuff rather than news and rumors or, or futuristic things. Um, because I took this trip, it was a pretty long distance drive, I got back into audio booking again. Oh, yes. I went through uh, the third iteration of uh, Neil Gaiman. <laughs> excuse me neil gaiman's sandman series oh yes oh my god that that audio drama that they put together is so well done and that storyline oh, really? is so amazing i i love neil gaiman he's probably one of my favorite actors awesome. currently authors or uh, authors yeah sorry i said <laughs> <actors. You> did. <laughs> I, I did be <laughs> authors. um i i basically have not read a bad neil gaiman book no but the sandman series is oh it's great particularly well no- done
2: the graphic novels are so well done too yeah
0: and they actually did turn the first uh booklet of the the trill of the... But, the tv series yeah so so the 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 full audio um the full graphic novel series is being released in audiobook format over the like the last mm-hmm three or three, four years or so. Um, they've already gone up to up <laughs> the, th- the third uh, iteration. There's, I think there's at least one more planned in the books. But the, the first one, the audiobook, was basically turned into a full-blown live-action TV show, which was, was really, so well really well done. <laughs> like, to the point where I'm probably going to go back and rewatch it because I liked it so much.
2: Um, I like to say, the American Gods was also an interesting... Uh, I read the book. Yes,
0: the, the, uh, books, like the book through. is an incredible. But the, the TV and series was quite good.
2: It was actually, well, I mean, it's got um, in McShane. Yes. Who's awesome. You know. Yeah, I, I liked it. I wish it didn't. like, I haven't seen the last season yet. Just, I, I meant to, and then it just sort of fell off my my track.
0: Do they release the second I, season?
2: They have a third season.
0: Oh, my God. I'm, I'm so far behind. Season. I've only ever
2: seen oh, the first. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, there's a second season. Second season's got Vulcan and a whole bunch of other ones. Okay. Other gods coming in and stuff like that. Uh, which very interesting um, you'll recognize one of the guys that have in there he's the um, one of the bad guys from the John Wick's okay um well he's only in there for a short bit but you'll as soon as you see him like he's one of those character actors you're like oh fuck yeah it's that guy from blah, 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 right right um, and he's he's russian so but yeah he's the the series is pretty good like i said i almost saw the second season didn't get to see the third and it's, I, I said, I keep meaning to watch it. It's just, everything keeps coming up and I like, then, you know, you lose track and you're like, oh shit, yeah.
0: So. Yeah, I'm exactly the same way with the third season of Ragnarok. I mean, it's been out for months at this point. I still haven't had a chance to sit down and actually watch it. Yeah. And, uh, but okay. somehow I did get through the entire run of Community. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, because Ragnarok's a harder, like, it's not a hard, it's it's a more in-depth one yeah. than Community. Like, Community, it's the ones you can have in the background. Oh,
0: yeah, for sure. I, I was obviously doing something else while Community yeah. was running in the background.
2: Exactly. If, if you, you're like, Every once in a while, you're like, oh, okay, ha, ha, ha. But Ragnarok's one you have to sit down and pay attention to. Yeah, for on. sure. And same as American Gods. You can't just, like, have that in the background and, like, wait, what the fuck? Who,
0: no, you really have what, to concentrate on what's going on.
2: Yeah. That. But, uh, yeah, like, uh, uh, do, I've always liked that American Gods ones for the, you know, it's the worship that creates the God. Right. And the more powerful you are, the that's because you have more worship. Mm-hmm. So I like that. I, the, like I said, that's one I've used. I've introduced that concept into a lot of the games I run where it's like, well, you guys know from Pendragon, it's like, hey, we need, I, I'll give you stuff if you worship me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I dedicate this uh, kill to this God. <laughs>
2: And then you know you worship demons, but that's beside the point, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Listen, if, if they provide me power, I'm happy to send them whatever. Exactly,
2: need. it's it's a it's a give give, win win situation, right? Mm-hmm. Sort of. Right? Yeah. Well, win, what's
0: what's your... the worst that could happen?
2: Mm, you cut off your dick and get killed.
0: But... <laughs> in the as end, as he pro- he like, provided that... me no bonuses at all in that battle. Well, no. <laughs> He never
2: promised to. He's probably you wanted life. True. No, you wanted to be young again. Youth, yeah. You wanted youth, and you got youth. And then, you know, the fact that you weren't... You didn't have any passions you could use for a fight like that. Yeah. And you're a guy who's meant for combat, who did have passions, who did create his passions.
0: (laughs) Well, also, I had mech rolling for me. That didn't help.
2: There is that. Yeah. It's almost like me asking, you know, hey you want you know, half of me roll for you. You'd never do that. You're like, well, no, 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 it's okay. Yeah. Although, Foundry loved me last... They were playing on Foundry for the the game last night. Mm-hmm. It loved me. I exploded dice so many times. Wow. I have a D4 for a... Uh, notice or awareness, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. I kept rolling the 4s over and over or the wild dice of 6 multiple times and they're like, like... Even for persuasion, I, had a f- I have a D4. So or, you know, because in Savage Worlds you have different types of level of dice. Uh-huh. D4, D6, D8, D10, D12. I have a D4 and a D6 to take the best one. I ended up with a 12. Wow. With a plus, with a plus two. Like I rolled a 10 multiple times. Sometimes I even rolled a 17 on that, on those ones. Like, all right. All right, It loves me. Oh, there is a game I want to talk about for News and Rumors if that's okay. Sure. Yeah.
0: And then we'll so probably Monty shut Python, it
2: down. Monty Python is coming out uh, that's been working on, they're not a role-playing game for so long.
0: Mm-hmm. I was on the Kickstarter for it as well.
2: So you must have received the PDF. I did
0: receive the PDF. I haven't looked at it yet, I haven't downloaded it, but I have received the notification.
2: They uh, they have a, in there, um, different types of dice. Like, they they, they, have, they talk about the D30, but also the D18, the D16, and the D14. Okay. Okay. <laughs> The whole book is written at, like definitely super tongue in cheek. Yeah, for sure. It's, it's Monty Python.
0: Like, like the original Paranoia was as well.
2: Yeah, exactly. So, there's you know, at least one of the following is recommended: the you know the thirty, the mighty D twenty, the unheard of eighteen sided dice, <laughs> the rare and elusive sixteen sided die, the slightly more heard of fourteen sided die, and then the other ones, right? But then there's like there's a note to like. Are you bloody serious? 10 dice? No one's a go for that. Are 18-sided dice even possible? You people are idiots. <laughs>
0: uh, ironically, I actually do have somewhere in my giant bag o' dice, a D30 kicking around.
2: Oh, D30s exist. Yes, yeah, but for the, sure. The D18, D16, No, D14? those are not a thing. No. no, not at all. And it's like, what the fuck? But they're talking like you, you can always make them up in dice rollers and other stuff. For sure but it's just sort of the funniest like so as you can tell it's it's written tongue-in-cheek all the way through uh with stuff like that in there that is the latest thing so i know who backed it uh you're gonna get some they're they're coming up this stuff soon which will be really awesome
0: yeah looking forward to it I, i don't know if it's a game we'll ever actually pick up and play but it'll be interesting to add to the list
2: yeah, it's one of those ones like I want, I want to have it, but I don't think we're gonna try and like. It would have to be. This would be back in the college days, you know, when you're doing the beer and pretzel games. Mm-hmm. That's what it'd be. It's like, okay, guys, just come up with the silliest character you can have, you know, just, just cause right? Uh, I mean, here's the thing. It's like, okay, what's your first name? Um, where is it there? Uh, yeah. So answers, yes, no. I should hope not. And then the other one, the primary ch- challenge lies in addressing the non renormalizability of gravity, which leads to divergence and <laughs> renders the theory non-practice. One approach poses <laughs> So stuff like that where you're like, wait, what? You know, your first name. The r- the first really stuffy sounding name you can think of. Reginald, Nigel, Fitzpatrick. <laughs> uh, the most boring name you can think of that had already been used. A famous movie star, movie monster, but changed the first letter. That that kid from school when you were eight, you remember? <laughs> That's supposed to be your first name, right? And that you know, last name, what you had for breakfast.
0: <laughs> okay.
2: So, yeah, like I said, it, it, it's not one you'd want to run a campaign with. I'm pretty sure.
3: Yeah, it's it, it's, it's a one
0: a one shot beer and pretzel, like you said, or like, just you you we we've been drinking, everyone's a little mm-hmm. drunk. Let's uh, yeah. let's try this yeah. crazy game. Like,
2: I think it'd be interesting to uh, to run at a con. Sure. Like, you know, can games or something like that. Like, okay, run a couple of sessions of like, you know, for the for the non-serious people who's like, okay, guys, you're not. This is not a serious game. Do not come in, you know, with any sort of expectations of, you know, following the rules. You know, that might be interesting to try. But we'll see. We'll see how how the rules. I haven't actually gone through the rules yet to see how. <laughs> How crazy they are, but mm-hmm. we'll see. Sorry, Paul, we've been chatting. I know that's fine. It
3: is what it is. <laughs> I'm playing over there, Paul. I'm actually not playing. Hmm? I'm not playing it. Oh wow. Oh okay. I got sucked into YouTube Short. <laughs>
0: oh, <okay. laughs> Wait, you're, you're watching videos while we're doing our, our recording. I was
3: doing. I was looking at something. Um. That I was gonna talk about, it, and then just one thing led to another, and then it's just he a scroll sucked. fest. you got sucked into the
2: black hole of YouTube shorts.
3: It's a terrible, vicious thing, I tell you. Okay, so <laughs> thank we're... you for rece- thank you for saving me from it. So... He was just gonna keep going. You would have said goodbye, and I would have been sitting here for like 20 minutes. But like, where did everybody Wait, go?
0: <laughs> so, what did you want to talk about then?
3: <laughs> I don't even remember now. It was it was you were talking about something, and I looked it up on. On YouTube, it was, um, I can't even remember what it was, but it was a show you guys were discussing, and I just wanted to see it or something that I had seen way back when. I think it was Monty Python. Oh, okay. Because I had been watching their Flying Circus for, yeah, yeah, on and off at work. Netflix is a listen to background, and uh, there was a clip I was trying to find. Well, one thing led to another. <laughs> gotcha. I didn't find the clip, by the way. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but you did. You were entertained for twenty minutes while Pat and I just chatted to each other.
3: Apparently, yeah. I, I heard you guys talking, but I didn't really. I wasn't following it. I'm sorry.
0: I see. Okay, well then, this sounds like a perfect place to say thank you for joining us for another episode. <laughs> <laughs> one last thing, Deb. Okay.
2: Because it comes up in my feed now. Sure. Uh, Teenage Ninja Turtles. Okay is being re-released.
0: The video game? Like role the role-playing pl- game. Oh, the role-playing game, okay.
2: By Plydeum, Plydeum Books, yeah. Okay,
0: like, like a 30th anniversary or something?
2: Yeah, something like that, yeah.
0: Okay, cool, I'll pick it up.
2: Yeah, it's. Uh, I think right now it's just as a uh, Kickstarter. It launches in three days. Okay. But. Uh, I didn't like,
0: need any more Kickstarters to join, but thanks.
2: <laughs> I'm here to help. I'm yeah. an enabler.
0: Jed, Jed will not be happy, but whatever, it's fine. <laughs>
2: Well, like I said, I know it's a game that you you, you enjoyed and you, you do, were running the uh, hero games by Pleadian Games.
0: True. And actually, I, I was talking to the guys about doing Robotech One-Shot or Campaign as well.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Again, using the same system.
2: Same system. I mean, and uh, Teenage Mutant and Turtles was interesting because you could create your own apropomorphic animal type thing.
0: Yeah, it's, it's basically built around <laughs> uh, mutations and yeah. oh, uh, and, yeah, and could... what animal you start from.
2: You could have a hamster Paul. You could play a, a modified hamster. Okay. <laughs> and it actually had the rules in there to how to build up mm-hmm. the, uh, the, uh, the 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 like how to make the mutations and all that sort of stuff. So they had the rules all there. It was actually pretty cool. Yeah, it, it's so actually oddly, a decent game. Yeah. And, uh, it's so not
0: fun. not as unbalanced as some of their later. Um, riffs yeah riffs R-
2: well, the... is so badly un- it, again just because of the the type of characters you can play yep. um, whereas the hero games was the was more balanced like you yes sometimes you could be a little off a little bit more powerful but overall you're pretty much in the same boat as everyone else yeah so sorry Deb I just wanted to bring that up because I knew you'd be uh, you'd be appreciative or not
0: <laughs> yeah it'd it probably would have been better if we never mentioned it at all but now now I have to join another Kickstarter <laughs> <You're welcome. laughs> okay thank you for joining us for another episode of the out of the basement podcast and we definitely will see you next time
2: gotcha. Bye bye.
0: thank you for joining us for another episode of the out of the basement podcast we'd like to thank radio free music for our intro and outro music both songs were done by an amazing artist named silent partner the intro music is called drop and roll and the outro music is called grand navy plaza and we'll have links to both those songs in our show notes. If you liked what you heard and wish to support the show, please consider becoming a backer on Patreon. We can be found at patreon.com slash ootbpod. Thanks again for joining us, and we'll see you next time.